Hey everybody and welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. Now I'm not going to make any bones about it. This interview is probably slightly longer than what I normally than what I normally do, but my interviewee Letha Charles has been a long-time friend of mine. We have known each other probably ooh, um about 30 about 30 years. Um have done a lot together, raised our children together both as single parents. So we had a very close relationship and I think that level of relationship allowed uh, Letha to get very very, very candid with her experiences of being an executive um, in, the cor- in the corporate world and some of the challenges she had faced being a black woman um, in, the exec- in the exec world and what stopped her getting to the C-suite. So as I said, I make no apologies for that. There was some great content, some really interesting conversations, things that I think will really resonate with you when you listen to it. But don't take my word for it. Grab a coffee, your favourite tipple, sit back, enjoy, um, and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your views or if you've experienced similar challenges throughout your career. So sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the woman of colour, over 40, who wants to have a more values-aligned career. Now, I'm really excited. Let me be honest here. I'm really excited because my guest this week is a long-time friend of mine, and we have known each other far more years than we care to share right now. My guest is Letha Charles, a chartered management accountant who has experience panning two decades. And she has worked in a number of senior finance executive roles, working with several of the UK's leading brands, helping that the boards and their directors grow profits for their shareholders. Now, why we're talking today is that almost three years ago, she gave up a very successful executive career to pivot running her own accounting practice, targeted at small growth and scaling businesses. And not only that, her passion for family and community led to her establishing a business that allowed her to work with her daughter, Rianne, who has a background in design and project management, having spent two years working with lean dis- disruptor fashion brands. So it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I said, I've known Letha for many, many years. And in fact, I've known Rianne before she was born. So um, that's how long we have known each other. Letha, welcome to This Woman Can. Hi, Janice, and thank you so much for having me. It was a, a pleasure and a lovely surprise when you approached me to, to um, join your platform today. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Salitha, tell us a little bit about your journey um, and how you got to where you are today. I gave a very potted brief, you know, briefing, but tell us a little bit more about your journey, but your journey, because I have a question I want to ask you after that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So as you said, I'm a chartered management accountant and, uh, you know, I qualified um, whilst pregnant with Rianne. Um, So and Rianne is currently 27. Um, So I qualified whilst pregnant with Rianne at 27, found myself uh, qualified chartered uh, chartered management accountant and quickly moved into senior senior role. So I, I, I kind of completed my training with Cable and Wireless and then moved to Empower um, in, in sort of senior finance position. I was, I was leading their commercial team and then ended up leading the, the, the finance retail uh, finance uh, team for the retail division. Um, and I and, and then sort of like I said, like you said, my, my career spans 20 years. And I basically spent 20 years at that senior level, mm-hmm. although the, my career was varied and I loved the work that I did. 
uh, I couldn't quite manage to kind of push my punch my way into into the boardroom and um, I got frustrated if I'm if I'm honest so um, in 2019 there were a couple of things that happened um, my um, as, you, as I said you know sort of 20 years of, of trying to to constantly uh, prove myself um, proficient enough to join the board uh, but also my daughter fell pregnant uh, which was exciting um, and and that that kind of shifts your perspective on life because I was going to become a grandmother but then also uh, my my mother was diagnosed with, with dementia um, and uh, you start to think about end of life and only it's not the end of life yeah, and it, yeah. it's, it's far bit you know she she, she was diagnosed, diagnosed three years ago but um, it starts to put things in perspective and and mm. just uh, and, and that's what pushed me really to to kind of take the giant leap leave industry and set up my own practice Fabulous, fabulous. Now, a few th- a few things there. First of all, you gave away how long we've known each other <laughs> by disclosing Rianne's age. We weren't supposed to talk about that. And, and, and then the second thing is you were an accountant. Now, one of the things I've come across, especially talking with black, especially work talking and working with black women, is that quite often um, as children were told to get this good job and our careers can sometimes be more defined by our parents than something we actually want. But you seem to have stayed the course and, and stayed the course. Because I've met so many women who've said, look, that's not really what I want to do. It's not where my passion lies. I really want to do something else. But I was told I had to get a good job, et cetera, et cetera. So was accounting, was, was, it, is it, your, was it your first love? What, what drove you to accounting? You know something, I've, I've thought about this a lot because, um, uh, I've always wanted to be wanted to run my own business. Yeah. Um, so I, I at, at school I left and went to college at sixteen because uh, I didn't want to stay in school. Went to college at sixteen. And I did business studies because I thought if I'm you know I want to do something in business. I want to be my own boss. And that, that was that was it. That was probably yeah. as much as I, I thought about it. I quite liked um, business law. I quite liked commerce and you know uh, economics and understanding how money worked and I quite liked marketing so everybody likes marketing it's nice and <laughs> sparkly so it was kind of like, mm, I don't know any any of those so I, I kept my options quite broad mm. and I left um college and went to polytechnic at the time it was Stoke, Stoke-on-Trent um and I did business and finance continuing with the again not necessarily um specifically looking at, at, at accounting but it was you know it was going to be something broadly in business um, and it was, it, I think it was um, sort of at that time I realised I quite like accountancy, I quite like numbers, I, I quite like the idea of working with, and I, I just understood that mo- every business needs an accountant, every business needs to understand what, what what's happening with their money, yeah. where they're getting their money from, how, they, how, they're, expect, how they're spending it, yeah. um, and how they secure lines of credit. And I just thought, you know, something that's, that's if you're going to be a boss, uh, if you can't be a boss, at least be in finance because you're going to be with the decision makers, and that was that was really the impetus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I there's been certain deviations. So I left polytechnic thinking that was it. I was going to be a boss. Yeah. And then I got a rude awakening because nobody was hiring somebody who looked like me. Yeah. Um, without experience. Um, and I used air, air quotes for that because obviously some, we all know some of our counterparts that were getting involved without experience but yeah. you know the net their networks were much better than mine were yeah um so yeah I've ha- had to navigate you know through certain roles but ultimately when when I got to Cable and Wireless 
um, it was in a customer services role. Yeah. Uh, not accountancy at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I made sure I spoke to the HR person and gave them my CV and said, look, I'm doing accountancy. You are going to need an accountant yeah. uh, or, or at least a finance team in, in yeah. the Midlands at some point, because I'm from the Midlands, in, you know, in Birmingham. And uh, here's my CV. And, and that really was what opened the door, door for me because they contacted me whilst on maternity leave. Wow. And said that they'd recruited a finance manager. He was looking at my CV yeah. and wanted to see me. So that, that that's what opened the door for me. Excellent. Excellent. So again, another few, a few thing, a few things there have cropped up for me. Um, one of the challenges you talked about earlier on about not getting into the C-suite. And I know the challenges. I can appreciate the challenges. I, I, I know hands down, if I'd stayed in the UK, I would not got to a, a CEO level. Of, a, of, a, of the size of an organization I did by being in the UK. You know, I've had to literally cross, well, I did cross oceans and stuff like that to, to, to be recognized for the acumen that I bring to a business. So what were the barriers you found for you getting into that, to, to get into that level? It's interesting. I mean, it, it's, there's lots of theory around it. And, we t- you know, we talk about sort of intersectional uh, barrier so being a woman um, yeah, and then yeah. being black and, and then and then there's certain issues but largely I think I think it's um, it was around uh, my not thinking that I was good enough so I think I possibly blocked opportunities right right um, but also um, and 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 listening to people tell you that you're not you're you're, you're great and you're good at what yeah. you do, but yeah. you just need to do X Y Z. So what I found was, I mean, I I, I constantly I love continuous improvement. I love right. personal development. I love yeah. learning. Yeah. So I'm always doing all of those things, and so it was really easy for um, my managers and mentors to say to me, Arletha, oh, um, you just need X Y Z. Right. So you, you just need to go work in work a corporate role you've worked um strategically with our directors and our sector managers actually you 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 don't have on your on your resume right yeah corporate um um experience so I went to Germany for a year to get that corporate experience I worked with uh, the leadership team on a a big transformation project Uh, and I was the UK representative for this pan-European project when I when I came back to the UK um, there wasn't a role for me. So they created a continuous improvement role right. that, that reported into the director, but I still wasn't the director. at the exact level. Yeah, yeah. It was Lisa, you just need, you know, some UK, yeah. Corporate, well, yeah. some UK yeah. corporate experience. And that's when it started, I started to get battered around. So it was, and that's when I think the frustration started to seep in me because it was like, well, I've thoroughly loved my career up to this point. Now yeah. I'm feeling undervalued. Yeah, yeah. And that was and that was probably around 20 uh 2016, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting you say that because I found a lot of really well, already well credentialed women, you know, they always feel to get the next step, they need to have that extra piece of paper that need to have that extra extra credential. When actually what it is part for you, what I can hear was part with your mindset as well, because yeah. not only was that, you know, not only were you told, being told you get the you want, you need the credential, but you were always telling, I'm not ready yet then. That must, that, that just compounds my own thoughts that I'm not ready for that next step. Because if they're saying I need that and I'm telling myself that, it just kind of 
gives it gives it um what's the word I'm looking for it gives it it gives it credence uh, yeah credence that's the word it gives it gives it it gives it credence so what made you think well blow it now I've done I'm you know you think you said things had changed and you said you know obviously we Rianne get happy you know you can be grandmother and your mom your mom's illness but it was still to me that's even still uh, you know, a, a time that's very brave to say, well, you know, I'm going to leave this stable, going to leave this stable salary and I'm going to do my own thing. You know, what was the catalyst for that? For that was, change was, of mindset? Yeah, I mean, it was that thing that time isn't isn't finite. So you get to a point where you think, oh, this is OK. I, you know, I'm always going to be I'm, I've got more time. I've got more time. I've got more time. Um, and, but the frustration was getting increasingly um, yeah. unbearable for me in work. Yeah. Um, largely because I there were people coming up, younger people coming up in the wings who weren't being asked to, to do the to do the breadth of of of, of kind of uh, um, uh, training that and, yeah. and, and upskilling that I needed to do. And they were and they were they were coming up and doing, you know, as my peers and doing similar roles yeah. and, um, you know, undermining me. Um, mm. you know with, with all of my experience I felt I was being undermined in that in that in that respect and uh, so it, there was a it was a, it was a number of things and I've always wanted uh, to set up my own business but like you said it's like well what are you going to do you're an accountant what are you going to do and I always felt like I didn't have the skill set to set up my own business and then it was, uh, it was it was just a bit of a eureka moment for me at that point because there's yeah. so many things going on and I actually stepped away from work for three months um, because I just thought I can't. There was just so much going on, particularly with my mom, yeah, uh, and with work. And I just thought I need just to take some time out. And 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 work was so good. Uh, at that point, I was working with with uh, with the water board, and they they kind of said, you know, take some time out, think about it, don't be hasty. Because I was go- I, I was literally going. There's my yeah, there's my yeah. resignation. <laughs> resignation. I, I can't do this anymore. And they were like, no, take some time out. There's a lot of things happening at home. Take some time out. And I took that time out. And, and it was in that three months that I, I kind of um, started to read my Bible. Right. And I remember there was a verse that I read and it was, uh, it was um, the verse that talks about Jesus going into um, the temple and then he goes to the paralyzed man and he says, pick up your mat mm. and walk. And I just thought, you know something, I, I keep thinking, let me wait until the time yeah. is right. Let me yeah. wait until yeah. these yeah. ducks are in a row yeah. and I've, I'll, I'll do it in, you know, in parallel with my, with my, with my work. And, um, and then, you know, when things start to pick yeah. up, then I can stop yeah. working. And I just thought if I do that, I'm never going to do it. So I, I, it was, it was almost a, a, a kind of, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, step out in faith and just do it because yeah. actually I, I know that I know what I'm good at yeah I know what yeah. my skill set is and um yeah I, I think I don't know what I wouldn't say that I had a nervous breakdown or I had a breakdown or but I think I needed that three months out yeah, yeah. and I needed to stop for three months yeah and just recharge my batteries yeah and just um really think about who I am and then sort of mm. almost almost start to believe in my own abilities yeah, yeah. and um so now what we've done is we've created a a, a practice um where I, I still do the same sorts of things but I do I work with business you know small business small and scaling businesses in the community who 
never actually grow. So we've got a community economy. Um, mm. I think, you know, with, with, with the pandemic, I think everything's starting to do a, a, a massive U-turn. I think yeah. the global companies are going to, you know, the large, in, you know, yeah. large industries and the large companies are going to struggle. And it's this small ecosystem that you've got with these little community businesses yeah. that are going to start to come into their own. And so what we do is we lean into those businesses and we offer them, um, you know, fine expert finance uh, um, services, but also business advisory. So we, right. we offer sort of the whole the whole package because what happens is they tend to get stuck yeah. because you've got you know a sole you know the single boss or, or yeah. you know, sole trader or director yeah. who's busy trying to do finance and HR and run yeah. their passion business. Yeah, and don't understand the benefit of actually if you outsource that you'll get that back tenfold. Yeah, and that's what we do is we set out and actually we, we drive value by doing exactly what I did for those directors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But for, for business, so yeah, yeah. and I and I. I absolutely love what we're doing and I love you know we've got a great relationship with our clients as well excellent excellent so there's a few things again always a few things always a few things always a few things there for what you said so the frustrations you were feeling how did that manifest itself for you I think I I I, I, mean, I, I mentioned mental um, nervous breakdown because I, I I'm not I did I was never diagnosed but I really felt like um I had to switch I had to turn to switch yeah. off yeah um yeah. and I actually did, I, I actually wrote my resignation letter and I handed it into HR and as I did that most people would be like in a massive panic but I felt a massive relief yeah yeah, yeah. and I knew at that point that I wasn't ever going to go back and work for another organization like that again although I did go back <laughs> <laughs> within six months um, not to that firm, but I, yeah. in six months, I did go back and start contracting. Right. And you've done contracting before. Yeah, yeah. And your day rate contracting is can be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, But at the same time, you're still, particularly if you're contracting for, for, for large organisations, you're still somewhat constrained yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in kind of the way that you can work and, yeah. and the fact that you've still got to report and there's a hierarchy and yeah. um, you still there's still a policy that you've got to, you've yeah. got to follow and work within. So that, that can also be constraining. Yeah. But I yeah. did that because I was like, okay, I've done it. Now I've got you, you, you self-doubt, your self-doubt kick back in, kick back in again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what I found, what I found fascinating um, was the fact that you said it, and you know that you were doing all this work, and you and and you were hesitating and hesitating, but everybody else was coming in after you and getting further ahead. So while you're sitting there ruminating, deciding shall I, shall I, shan't I? Somebody else is saying, "Blow it! I'm going to do it if you're not." you know, and, 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 you know, kind of leaving you a little bit behind a little, even more frustrated because heck, how have they managed to do it? And yeah. I'm still where I'm, I'm still where I'm still where I am. Yeah. But I also love the bit you said about the community because, or going back into the contracting, because it's still somebody else's culture. What you've managed to do with your yeah. own business is create the culture that, that, that works for you. That's passionate. You know, they, you have Rianne, you have your daughter involved. It's a family affair, you know? So I'd love to talk a bit more about that. 
how her, how has Rianne? I still see Rianne as as my little arch nemesis when she oh, yeah. when, you know when she was growing up. So how 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 what part does Rianne Rianne play in your business? So when we first when we first set out, so um, so first I need to say that we're, we're a a digital accounting practice. So we we, we literally work with um, sort of uh, digital accounting software. And we yeah. do a lot of our, which, which the, the pandemic forced most people yeah. to do anyway. But we yeah. we had already set ourselves out as this sort of digital accounting right. practice offering virtual financial um, finance financial services. So pretty much it was just me and Rianne, and Rianne yeah. worked on the the sort of the branding, right? And right. Uh, she, right. She, 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 she's more IT savvy than I am, so she okay. kind of okay. helped with, like, with set up the set up the the, the systems. And um, you know the the temp. So we've got you know the, the all the, the that sort of client journey, the onboarding right. journey. Yeah, she kind of took charge of that. But if I'm honest with you, she also did bookkeeping because <laughs> she had to roll up her sleeves and go, "Mom." But you know something, she she's not as you know, she's not an accountant. She's more of a she's yeah. more of a um, she's more of a creative. But she she had to do the bookkeeping. Yeah. But today she's she's all she's our business manager. So we we kind of. Like I say, she she takes charge of the customer the customer journey piece, but we also um, a large part of what we want to do is, like I said to you previously, I really enjoy learning and continuous improvement. Yeah. And one of the things that that we're passionate about is giving other people, other young people, the opportunity mm-hmm. to to train in accountancy. So we're we're currently recruiting a couple of uh, apprentices, but the, but our vision is bigger than that. We want to create a you know a whole kind of uh, accountancy practice and that's her baby to kind of develop as right. well so um but we've got um she's now she's made me a grandmother a second time I don't know if you... yes <laughs> I've got my two grandbabies but we've got a team we've got a small team so we recruited uh Carolina who's our senior accountant she's got a young young daughter who's four and uh we've got keeper Miles who's got two young children he's got a six-year-old and a and a, uh, a three-year-old right and so you know being the, the other thing like you're saying about creating your own culture yeah um yeah. previously you'd have to you know you know kids would have to be quiet on the call and yeah, you know you'd, yeah. you'd have to go in the office and you'd have to try and find sitters I mean that the, the, you know that's all incorporated in the way we work and as long as you know I, you know I never wanted to be I always regretted not being able to spend more time with Rianne yeah um because I was what you know it was you you, you either worked yeah. you were working yeah. model you were mom yeah. yeah and uh I never wanted that for her and I, and I think the fact that we can create a culture where you yeah. know we can have parents with young families and they can still yeah work as long as the work gets done yeah um and, and quite often our clients I mean they, they we very rarely go online with with clients when the kids are in the background but but you know as a team we can we can work it doesn't doesn't really um hinder hinder how we progress but yeah and and how and how does it feel being Rianne's boss as well as a mom (laughs) maybe I should ask her that you need to ask I think you do need to ask her that I mean we we I see it was like she's more like a part you know like my partner in crime more than a boss I would say she always was uh, yeah <laughs> she's one of my partner in crime. and I would say that um it gives me a buzz that she's there because she she actually picks me up the bazooka sometimes and she goes no mom do this yeah and actually yeah. she um push me to to be more of who I need to be in this yeah. in, in, yeah. in this space yeah um because you know I'm naturally I'm not naturally somebody who would push myself forward yeah. but 
in 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 this space, I'm, I'm quite I'm you know very confident in what what I do and, and what I can bring. Um, but the, the whole social media stuff and all that stuff, it's not me. But she, right. you know, so she'll she'll you know she's yeah. she's kind of helping me to kind of push through on on that sort of stuff. But um, no, I love I love having her. Uh, Excellent. But we do we do get that it was like, do you still call me mom when we were on work calls? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Don't call me Lisa. She called me, she slipped up and called me Lisa. Well, I don't know who we were talking. I think we were talking to one of our um, third party uh, suppliers. Yeah. And uh, we were on the call and, and Carolina was on the call with us and we were doing this thing. And then she went, Lisa, da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't think I like that. <laughs> it's mom to you. You know, so still got to work that out. But Carolina was chuckling. See excellent. my face. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. So it works for us, and like you said, that's what I love about it is that we yeah. can yeah. Um, create our own culture. Excellent. So you, you know, I you you're part of what I call the triple threat. Um, by that I mean <laughs> black female and over fifty. Yeah. Yes. Um, for me, that to me that is, that is just an untapped resource that I am going to evangelize about as long as I can, as long as I can I about the power, the, the power, the power of them. Um, so be, with that in mind, what do you think is unique about being part of the triple threat when it comes to um, pivoting, pivoting mid-career? I think um, being able to be your authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, when you're younger, um, well, I'm not sure about today. I mean, I, I can't talk to young people today, but but certainly when I was setting out, yeah. I, I, it was always there was a persona. Yes, there was always a persona, and you weren't allowed to. I didn't feel I was ever allowed to be my authentic self at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, being more forgiving. Because I was always, in, I was probably my always my own worst critic. Yeah. Um, but being being over fifty, it's like, oh well, Lisa, that's who you are. <laughs> more accept, more accepting of yourself. More accepting, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd say um, you, you don't have an ego when you when you yeah. when you're coming at this stage. You don't have an ego. So I'm, although you know, like I say, you you know, I've had loads of experience in 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 finance and. Uh, finance type ro- finance roles in industry coming into practice is completely different. Yeah, because your your clientele are from all uh, you know the spectrum of, of, of sectors that you can think yeah. of. You've got your your small freelancer to to you know your larger consultancy group to charities, um, you know uh, property uh, investors, and all of those sectors have unique. Right. Um, characteristics and you've yeah. basically got to, got to, got to do, do your research and, and make sure that you, you know you keep yourself up to date on, on anything so it's um you can't have an ego you, you know you've got to be able to yeah. find you know you've got to be able to build your networks you know build your, your, your specialist experts know when to ask for help and ask the silly questions and, and you know it's like it is what it is but yeah. you know at the end of the day you've got your client and they're you know that they're um you know their best intentions at heart so that that's kind of uh, the, the way it is but I think I think it's those yeah it's it's being being able to be authentic it's yeah. uh uh you know forgiving being more forgiving and, and no egos yeah, nice, nice, nice. So you've been very accomplished, very successful. I've always known you as being a very successful woman. Um, that's any bit I've that's that's all I've ever known about you in everything, in everything you've done. But 
there comes a time where we do things don't always go just don't always go to plan yeah it ha- it happens so my question to you is how has failure made a positive difference in your life that's a really good question um I mean, my yeah. So one of the one of the one of the most difficult things in my life was 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 uh, finding myself uh, pregnant with my daughter um, without her father, mm. um, and then realizing I was going to have to bring this 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 gorgeous baby up by myself. Yeah. Um, Mid career strife. So as I, as I said to you, I'd kind of done all the right things, and I'd gone yeah. to college and gone to uni, and then. Um, and then found myself pregnant with somebody with 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 somebody who decided that they weren't going to be a, be around for her, and that and that that was devastating for me. And if I'm honest, um, it was probably the, the the biggest area that I I I just couldn't find it in me to forgive myself for because I was like, well, how have I done this to this child, and how have I, um. You know, I, there's no, there's nothing I can, although you, you try and compensate, you know, we used to go on some wonderful holidays together. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we made wonderful lives for our kids, didn't we? And But yeah. all of that couldn't, I, I didn't think could quite um, address that, that kind of massive hole that, that that left for her. And I think I always felt badly about that and, and negatively, I guess, that, that, in itself was a motivator for me it was like right yeah. whatever happens she's yeah. going to be okay whatever happens in life she's going to be okay and that was a massive motivator but I really felt like I'd failed and it was it was a conversation that I had with somebody um probably about five years ago and they were they were they were talking to me and I, I and uh it was just a random person never sort of first meeting and uh they said um so you've been living with that guilt for like however many years and I was like yeah and I, I couldn't it, it dawned on me that I've actually held this yeah decades yeah and hadn't dealt with it yeah yeah <laughs> no, no I and, and, and that manifested itself in work as well because yeah. actually uh, what it meant was that I was never my authentic self at work I was this yeah. persona and yeah. I didn't talk about my personal life at work um and when I had that conversation and I realized actually it didn't really matter in fact I went to I was in Germany and uh I've done a few if you've worked with any German people but when they you know like you go into these meetings and you always have to introduce yourself (laughs) and it's like hi um you know I'm Dennis and uh you know I've got two kids they they don't say they don't lead with their job yeah they lead with their family right so they'll say hi I'm Dennis I'm you know I'm the father of two um and my wife is Jane and you know we've been together and that's how they lead and they were going around this table it's probably about 10 people I just thought oh, Lord, what am I going to do and I just went hi I'm Letha I'm a single parent um you know so what my daughter expecting to get this backlash and, and see this this sort of disappointment yeah. in the faces of the all, they're all white males yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah white males in the room and see I was, I was just like just said it and then and then expecting to see this kind of like judgment from everybody and they were completely the opposite they they said uh oh my gosh Lisa, that's so impressive but so you know my wife has to take time off and they were like really like <laughs> <laughs> going 
my wife's had to take a year off to do with it, and you've done this all. And they were like so cool about it. And then I realized that the only person that was really judging is yourself. I had this kind of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what does it matter if they judge me anyway? Yeah, again, and sometimes you have sometimes it's very difficult because I was doing an exercise this week where I had to talk about myself and I had to write a submission and, and I struggled so much to find the dare I say the good that they're gonna, you know, or, or your your heart basically I think your harsh harshest critic because you don't see what you've done as an achievement because it's just what you had to do. Yeah. You know, well, it, it, it's nothing. It's what I've had to do. But you've done this. But yeah, it doesn't make me extraordinary. It's what I had to do. You know, that's what that's what the, the, the circumstance I've dealt with. But I had a very similar experience to you. Um, very similar experience to you about my first marriage, you know, and how I beat myself up about that and how I always said to myself, that's the one thing I'd failed at. Yeah. And, the, and the question I was asked was, how have you? Because, you know, and I wanted this retribution, all this kind of stuff. But yeah. don't you think the fact that you have got to where you are, despite of those circumstances, proves that you're a success? And it was a whole different way of seeing it. That's such a good. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, no, we don't. We don't see it like that. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I did, and, and I think I'm still trying to heal from that because if you think about it, it's a long time it's to long go time. without, yeah, really forgiving yourself and really dealing with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, you yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and we do have to start with forgiving ourselves because mm. let's face it. And the other thing I always tell when you control the controllables because that's all you can yeah. do. If that person didn't want to be in your life at that point, there's nothing you could do, you know? And, and if you yeah. don't want that person to treat you a certain way, you, you have the control to walk away from it, you know, yeah. control the controllables. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You'll heal. Trust me. You'll heal. <laughs> You'll heal. Trust, trust, trust me. So, so Letha, in all of that, then what has been your biggest career triumph? I would say uh, qualifying whilst yeah. qualifying was a, was a massive triumph. So, so becoming yeah. a qualified accountant that was just like um, a dream because that meant that that was I, I was legitimate then, and that, that 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 kind of gave me legitimacy. And I still remember that that, that period even then. That was in my twenties, and then um, I'd say what I'm doing now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah so doing that pivot and going right okay I'm going to I'm going to set up my own practice I think I think uh that for me on what we're doing today actually feels really um like was, it's a start of something that, that that's uh that's Indeed. actually going to be really impacting I think yeah yeah and if if you guys are involved in it it will be <laughs> yeah I'm not, I have not I have no doubt about that yeah <laughs> So if you had to start over again then, Letha, start from scratch, knowing what you know now, what would you do differently? I don't think I'd... Uh, I don't think I'd have taken 20-odd years to get to where I am today. Now, what, what would I have done differently? I... Um, you know what it is? I, I, I think in my first job, I 
stayed there for about 13 years, not the first job, but first organisation, because yeah. actually what happened was um, uh, <laughs> there were so many opportunities to kind of um, progress within yeah. the same company, because of such a massive company. You, yeah. you could literally do a new job every two years. But I stayed there too long. Um, so if I had to do it again, I think I, what I'd do is get qualified, get my experience yeah. and then just take the take the risks um and, and maybe I've gone into contracting sooner if right. I'm honest yeah 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 and, and you talk about taking risks what do you think it make, makes women more risk averse I think I think because I think guilt I mean I want to say guilt because Particularly my profession, most people qualify in their late mid to late twenties. Right. Uh, at that point, you've met. You're probably meeting your life partner. You're probably thinking about starting a family, um, and you know. You, so in that mindset, it's like, well, if I do something, if I if I if I do something that that's kind of going to um, benefit me, mm. it's it's selfish. And actually, what I need to be doing is thinking about family and can I get the right balance. Also, I just think if you are thinking about, and you either, so you, it's, it's like you have to make a choice between family or career. And I think right. that's the way that it yeah. was and yeah. has been for a long time yeah. in, in my profession. Um, and I think also we think that we we need to have it needs to be a ninety percent fit. I think we we look at you know roles when we're progressing. We think. If I haven't got ninety percent of, of of those yeah. uh, of the criteria, yeah. Yeah. if I can't match those in my yeah. experience, I can't go for that role. Yeah. I need to go away and get that experience, and so I'll wait yeah. another six months and then I'll go for it. Whereas what I found is most guys will just go, "Hmm, more money." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it, and, and they'll blag their way into the role. They yeah. they. You know, then they use their networks. Yeah, they'll get the tap on the shoulder. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, and, and also we think that we have to wait for the tap on the shoulder. Yeah, no, yeah, as well because yeah. it's like, well, obviously, so many people go past me and they they yeah. they get they haven't. Yeah, you know, I've had the conversations with them. They haven't um, thought, oh, automatically let me go for yeah. it because they'll go, oh no, I can't go for that yet because I'm yeah. two years. PQE post qualified yeah. experience, yeah, and then and then they'll get tap on the shoulder, they go for it, and they get it. So I'm yeah. going, oh, when's my tap going to come? Yeah. <laughs> Again, anybody listen to that? I'm going to say to any any woman listen to this is that no one's coming to rescue you. Yeah, it's not going to it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, you know, unlike uh, unlike you, I've always made a point of moving pretty much every four years an organisation. Yeah. yeah, and I've been in situations where I want a particular role. I've asked the role. I've demonstrated the acumen of the role, and you've said no. And I've and I've had the attitude. Well, if you don't want me, somebody else will. And I've done that, and and you know, and moved on. And serious, serious, prop, proper paying, you know, high exec roles. But it's like. You're not giving me what I want. This is a two-way street street here. It's two-way arrangements. You know, you I work for you. You make me happy in what I'm doing. And I want this career and I want this. You know, if it's not working, you have to go and find it out for yourself. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody needs to have an exit plan. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Yep. 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 I think, I think, I think um, going in 
with the attitude of like you said you know that, that they owe you something or somebody's going to rescue you and go and yeah. realize that you're why is it why isn't anybody looking after this person here they've been here so long doing such a great job nobody's doing that no, no nobody's no. going to look back and, and put their hand down and pull no. you up you've got to do it for yourself and if they don't you've got to know what your okay what's my plan a plan yeah. b yeah you have to get um, I, I call it the swerve so be able to swerve. Yeah. Yeah. just you know just see how it yeah, goes yeah. i got my head move yeah. here <laughs> but yeah, just yeah. be able to you know do, you know no you know it's almost like the matrix no you can yeah. bend in a certain way you know if you if you have to because yeah. the, the and the opportunities don't always present present yourself present themselves where you think because the one thing i liked about you what you said is that as much as you said you're kicking yourself because you stayed too long at an organization you did take advantage of the opportunities that arose always yeah you know and yeah. so that's another good way of doing you know but if you just find the balance of when do i have to move versus what is and to be honest, yeah i i think i think i think i yeah I, i'm kind of because i actually i absolutely loved my time at, at, at in my in you know even though it was 13 years at, at empire it's kind of like like i said every two years it, i was doing some of the yeah. roles so yeah. you know um i spent three years <laughs> as a financial controller of a, of a plumbing installation company. Now, where would you get the opportunity to do that, to do that in a large, you know, large um, uh, corporate organisation? But it's only because they'd acquired this plumbing right. installation company and they needed, and, they, and their FD was moving off and they needed somebody to go to step in. And I was like, oh, I get to do, I get to do wages and treasury yeah, and, yeah. you know, manage the, you know, the end to end. And you never get that opportunity within a large organisation. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I did have the opportunities yeah. to kind of jump in and, and take yeah. advantage of, of those. But um, I don't, I, I think I, and going back to the confidence thing, I didn't have the confidence to go in and demand Right. Uh, what was rightfully mine in terms of right? Okay. Well, guys, where, where's my PD? Where's my PDP that gets me into the boardroom? Yeah. Um, and uh, it, so, if I had my time again, I'd probably be a bit more like you. I think I'd be a bit more like map out your career path. Yeah. Like, where, where do you want to get to? What's the what what path? What path do you need to get to? Find a mentor. Find other yeah. people who've done that. Yeah. Um, but then have your exit plan. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I wasn't as um, yeah. focused on that. And then by the time I got there, it, it, I just got frustrated by the yeah. Yeah. And, and let me um, just add to that, mm. not just a mentor, find a sponsor. Find yes. someone who will talk about you when you're not in the room. So that, yeah. Spence, that, so that mentor, Spencer, mentor has to, <laughs> if possible, can have a dual role. Yes, they can show you the ropes. But secondly, they feel confident enough in what you're doing that they'll speak up for you when the when the, the time arrives to say there's an opportunity and I think X what your know, Letha should be is right for this role. So you're not no don't just for anybody listening, don't just get sucked into the mentor role, into the mentor trap thinking that's what you need. You need a sponsor as well. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So we're coming down to our last few questions, getting you out of the hot seat, Letha, because it's a great conversation. <laughs> um what is your pers- what's your personal mantra and why? Um, I always say an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Um, it's, it's a quote by Benjamin Franklin, who was good, you know, a 
famous inventor and and uh, educator and yeah. always believed in education and uh, knowledge. And I, I, what I find is, particularly as I pivot, is that um, if you have a passion for knowledge, that knowledge people will always find value in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because what you can do is you can help sign person navigate people through, and you know, whatever your skill set is. Mine happens to be finance and, and uh, you know, taxes and finance. So, um, but people always find value in that. I think yeah. um, if you can invest in yourself, you, you, you know, you become your own commodity. And I think that you know that that's kind of what we what we kind of try and push. So that that's always been my mantra. And I love learning. Excellent. You, you keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could choose your you you mentioned mentors so if you could choose your own mentor who would it be and why oh. oh i don't know um There is somebody that I've chosen. It's actually somebody that I know, hmm. um, as opposed to a, a famous person. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, it's so. There's a, um, a a woman called Cheryl Miller, right? Um, and she's a property developer. She works with her daughter, and they've they've created this fantastic uh, property company. Uh, but not only that, Cheryl's a a a a coach and a um, mentor and she's an author and she's similar to you hmm. um but she's also an accountant so she kind of right. gets it she worked in right. the industry she gets she gets kind of what uh my journey what I like about um Cheryl is uh the, the work that she does with the community as well Right. So she is also, you know, on the board of trustees um, for the for um, Symphony Hall, and I think that having being able to kind of pull, she does so many. I don't know how she, hmm. she has yeah. energy. Think <laughs> being able to pull all of those things um, that basically pick and choose those things that you want to do in right. life that are basic that, that are part of your core values. Um, suddenly that. You're, you're, although it's, it feels like she's busy, she's obviously doing yeah. busy. She's busy doing things that she's passionate about. Right, right. right. Um, and I think that's my that's the model that I want. I want to do yeah. so many things that I want to do that, that sort of that sort of um, are offshoots from the accounting practice. Right, right, right. But they're things that I'm passionate about, and and um, I think because of that, I will have you know they, they'll they'll they won't feel like work. Yeah, and I want to get to the stage where. I can manage my diary. I can manage my mm. day. Mm. Um, things get happen. You know, things get done. The practice will, will work. Yeah. It will, you know, sort of, um, uh, work itself in the background. But then I can invest more of my time mm. in uh, in my in our passion projects. And there's things. Those are things that we want to do in the community. <laughs> um, too many to mention. I need to kind yeah. of rein myself in and just make sure that we kind of do it in bite-sized yeah. chunks. But she's a great example of that. Excellent. Um, and so I went to, yeah, we went on a retreat with her uh, back in October. We're, part, we're working now as part of her 12-week 12 12 plan. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, so I, I would say um, just in terms of people I admire and have seen it done in yeah. practice, and, yeah. you know, somebody who can help us to help me yeah. to kind of uh, – 
model that for myself. Nice. Because they say, was it that was like, you know, do the do work you love and you never work a day in your life or something? There's some some, some saying like that or, or something yeah. like that. So don't I'm, I'm misquoting rottenly, but it's she's, she's like a, she's it. like a swan because you, you see her doing all this right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, or it doesn't seem to like say, but you, then you're like, but you're in all of these, how are you doing yeah. it all? Yeah. But they're obviously yeah. passion projects yeah. so it doesn't yeah exactly yeah I guess but, you're the same aren't you because you you you're pretty much similar in the all the, all of these things that you're doing and don't believe the hype but no <laughs> no, no I'm yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like you say it's, it's just doing it's just following what I enjoy doing I think that's exactly. I think that's what exactly. I think that's what it is like you um long corporate career no longer passion you have to find what you're passionate about how to find what you're passionate about so, Letha, what three things then have you learned about yourself during your career? Um, I love working with people. Okay. Um, I am uh, I'm a completer finisher. So I, I'm, I, I don't know, I, if I set my mind to do something, I, I, I just have to yeah. get it done. I don't like talking about I like talking constantly yeah. I, like, I like bouncing ideas off people but I don't like you know you sometimes get people who are incessant planners yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm like yeah. that's a great plan I'll take that and I'll I'll, I'll shape it and I'm a, a shaper I, you know I love I love sort of putting things in you know shaping things in, in, yeah. and, and visualize I get I get I get a lot from visualizing things and then right. putting those into into uh into practice so um and I just I just love working with people that's two. You, you you said that the first well, I said time. The third. You said you said oh, that. So what's the third um, one? <laughs> I I'm very good at strategy, right? Strategizing. So um, if and problem, I say strategizing, problem solving. So if somebody says, right, okay, I've, they come to me with a with a with a, with a problem or um, can't quite work out how to make something work. Yeah, I I can kind of shape that up much better than doing it for other people than I am for myself it's always the way (laughs) (laughs) so and so and so my last interview question Letha is what does success feel like to you um pretty much where I am now I would say okay yeah I, 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 I say that because I've since 2019 I've been trying to pivot to this yeah and I think where I am now is is kind of um feels like success if we can keep if we can continue to sustain and grow this I love what we're doing now um uh so you know I like you said I've got my own practice and we've created a culture that I feel like is 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 our culture that, that we've grown organically um we've got a small team of four of us we're, we're looking to recruit uh, an apprentice to to bring on on bring them on board um and we've got a very clear vision and we kind of we're all on the same page and we know where we're going and it just yeah. feels now that's what it looks like that's what success looks like for you articulate <laughs> articulate how that feels for you really satisfying okay um gratifying yeah um and i'd say uh it feels 
and again, I don't know if whether but it feels as if we've as it feels it feels um right for now. Okay. Yeah, so it feels you know, it, it, it feels like we're we're doing the right things and I, I feel yeah, I feel really, really yeah. happy. I won't I won't push you on that, but you'll think about Thank it for the rest when we finish. I will now. <laughs> You're asking an accountant to talk about it. Really? <laughs> so so that was my last <laughs> question, Lolita. How if people want to connect with you or get to know more about what you do, how can they do that? Right, okay. So if they can, the best way to connect with us is on is on uh, is on by the website. So uh Okay, and they will find us. All of our Twitter, also our you know sort of Twitter and uh, Facebook, and all of our connects are on there. So uh, that's I'd say that's the best way to connect with us. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So you know, I'm definitely asking the last question, Letha. Thank you <laughs> so much for being my guest this week. It's a great conversation. Thank you, Janice. Speak soon. Well, as I said, a very transparent and very candid interview. And, you know, there were so many things I could pick out there. And, you know, I always like to pick out a couple of couple of pointers. But I think the things that really um, stood it stood out for me was her taking matters into her own hands when she realised that she couldn't just break through the glass ceiling. There were too many obstacles. The, the goalposts always kept moving, um, you know, and sometimes we have to just wake up and realise it's not going to happen here. And whether that is you moving organisations, whether that is you establishing your own business like Letha did, the choice is always down to you. And I, I always think that nobody owes you anything. You know, you're making a choice to be where you are so you can choose whether you stay or go. So that really stood, really, really stood out for me there. And then, you know, the fact that she... As she said, she believed in her own abilities. It was time to start believing her own abilities. And so many times we have these levels of self-doubt that really get in our own way. We can be our own worst enemy when we place those, place those levels of self-doubt on ourselves. So for her to acknowledge and then realise that, you know, she's just perpetuating something that isn't true with her own thoughts was, was a fantastic step. And then the last thing for me was the guilt. Um, the mummy guilt, the guilt we place in ourselves. As I said, Letha and I were both single parents at the time we met. Um, and we always strive to do the best for our children. Um, we went on holidays together. We pooled resources. But as she said, there's always that level of guilt that you that your child is missing out on something or haven't or you're not giving them the best. And that guilt plays a lot, can play play subconsciously on you for such a long, long time. I've had my own experience of that um, with, 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 with my own first marriage. So I can totally understand and empathise when she said that if for years that was hanging around, hanging around. When in retrospect, you know, you weren't responsible for that. You did the best that you could of the situation. And if that's what you did, that's the best you can do. So if you're feeling like you know, there's some levels of guilt and you didn't do your best and whatever... As long as you can say hand on heart, you did the best you could with the circumstances and the resources, then that's the best you could do. So I'm not going to say any more about that. I just want you to take some time. You maybe listen to the interview again, you know, pick out the points that really stood out for you. Share them with me. Connect with me on social media or the normal, you know, normal platforms. I am Janice Sutherland. Or just email me at info at Tell me what you thought. Um, I'd love to hear your views. Anyway, 
until next time, you know, you've got it in you. And as I always say, if I can, you can, this woman can take care until next time. Thank you.